Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I, I need a new intro. If you guys have ideas, let me know. I just need something to like open up with, right? And that's kind of what these intros are for. I need something to transition. It just feels awkward doing that. But I want to talk a little bit about last week's podcast. I feel like this is also what the intros are going to be a little bit. The intros are going to be talking about the previous podcast because, you know, I listen to things and sometimes I get feedback from you and sometimes I... Uh, get an understanding of maybe different people's perspectives, but that's not what happened this time. No, I listen to myself talk a lot about that, that topic. And, uh, I always have critiques of myself as I do without all of my stuff. And I think when I go back and listen to that, uh, there were other things I could have been more concise about and other things I could have been, uh, I could have improved upon. But ultimately what I'm trying to say is, you know, in that podcast, I talked a lot about um, cheating yourself of of life, of opportunities, of accomplishments, and I still believe it. I still believe that a lot of people lie to themselves, justify their actions, they, 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 they look for excuses, and those are all things that we'll talk about in another podcast, but simply put, think about it this way. Think about like your favorite movie, whatever it is. Right, whether you're a romantic movie fan, whether it's an action movie, whether it's a adventure movie, drama, whatever it is, right? How boring would it be to watch a movie? And you, you're, let's say you're watching a, a mystery. The the mystery unfolds, and then right away the character guesses it. Boom, saves you two hours. Or Oh, the girl's trying to fall in love. She walks into a coffee shop, finds the right guy right away. Boom, done. Or you're sitting there. You need to save the planet from something. Ah, you think of a quick way to do it. Boom, it's over. Saves you two hours. You probably would talk, talk very negatively, first of all, of having to pay for that. But if it was streaming for free, you would still talk badly about it. So why do we watch movies? Why do we sit here and get so involved and put ourselves into the characters? We do that primarily because we're taking that hero's journey with them, whether it's hero or heroine, whatever, whether it's love, finding love, whether it's saving the world, whether it's finding out who the murderer is. We do this because we're pretending to be the, the main characters in some respects. And, but it isn't until you go through the hero's journey that you sit there and you acknowledge and you pontificate about the real meaning behind these things that you sit there and you you really start thinking about yourself and these applications of how how things made you feel that's what essentially the job of art is is to make you feel something and if it made you feel something then they were successful now how successful depends on whether or not that correlates to the feeling that they were trying to push but ultimately my point to this is saying that you need to go through a hero's journey in order for you to actually feel like the story was worth it. Well, we're not talking about movies anymore. We're not talking about books anymore. We're talking about your life. And don't sit here and avoid life because you're too afraid of working, right? Some of the most imp- 
impressive stories in history. Once again, choose your genre. Some of the most impressive stories in history are only impressive because the hero had to go through shit in order to make it out at the other end. You relate, you correlate, you empathize, you feel for the characters because you saw the shit, because they went through it and they came out of it and oftentimes better than they were when they started it. This is no different than in The Notebook, those of you that are romantic movie fans, arguably everybody's favorite romantic movie if they had to pick one. Noah had to go through all the bullshit to get her back. He was stuck on his way. She was doing her thing. She eventually saw him again, fell in love. And in the end, when they're old, spoilers, they, they, you, you, you feel for them because you understood what they went through in order to be together. And in the end, they were fulfilled and happy for that. If you're one of these people that's really into Lord of the Rings, you, you understand that Bilbo or whoever the ring person was in the beginning, whether you're watching the first movie or the prequels, um, they started with a ring and they had to get the ring somewhere, right? And at the end, it isn't through you, through you sitting after you pick up yourself from that movie and thinking back to the whole thing and realizing like that dude went through impossible odds to get where he needed to get to and do what he needed to do. You empathize with these heroes' journeys because you yourself want to go through a hero's journey. Well, realize that it's easy to sit on that couch and watch those movies. It's much harder to go through the fucking work yourself. And that's what people are afraid to do. I have conversations with people all the time. And depending on how deep you are in my circle, these conversations get tougher and tougher. And it's not because I sit here and dislike you. It's quite the opposite. If I'm sitting here and having deep conversations with you about your choices and your decisions, it's likely because I care about you and I care about you progressing. And I need to be, in many ways, I'm willing to take the hit and have these conversations with you and be the bad guy rather than Fulfill your life with a whole bunch of yes men that tell you, you're doing great. Oh, just keep doing your best. I, I, I'm going to give you the chance to do your best. But if I do see that there are things lacking in your life or you're making mistakes, as a friend, you deserve to know that you're making mistakes so you can correct them. Otherwise, you're never going to be on the right path. And I'm not saying that your friends are ultimately the ones that know you best. I mean, they do know you best, but ultimately the ones that know what's best for you, but ultimately, I define friendship, good friendship, as those that are there for you for the good and the bad times, and some of that is calling you out for your bullshit. I think we've talked about that in the podcast. If not, I've had conversations with other people about that. So ultimately, that's, that's one of the points that I wanted to make um, because ultimately, it does really come down to the work is, is scary, it is intimidating, it is daunting, it is exhausting, but it has to be done because there's nothing worse, I'm going to tell you right now, especially as a man, I'm going to tell you this right now, there's nothing worse than feeling like you didn't try, you didn't do, you regretted, but also that you, you left things on the table when they were, they were a possibility. 
right? And I'm, I'm speaking, I say that as a man because I don't know what it's like to be a woman. But my point is that you, you, these are considerations. These are things you need to think about. And oftentimes it's better to just sit here and put one step in front of the other and keep moving. And eventually you'll find yourself at your destination. I'll be completely honest with you guys. I have a tremendous number of pictures in my phone over all of my projects. I mean, if I open my phone right now as I'm, as I'm talking to you, I have a folder on my phone that has 2,448 photos in it. And those aren't, that doesn't mean it's one photo per project. It's multiple photos documenting the whole project, right? But when I go back to look at really daunting projects and I look at the initial picture of where I started or what I was trying to do, whew, those are hard. Those are hard to look at. Not because I, I, I'm emotional about it, more so because if I put myself back in that moment, in that situation, I never knew how much work it was going to be to finish that project until you're done, right? That's logical. With that being said, there's a piece of me that does hesitate, even though I've done it. I've done it. I've done the freaking project. There's a piece of me that hesitates to think, would I do it again? Even though I'm happy with the end product. But there is a piece of me that hesitates because I'm aware of the work that's involved. And I think subconsciously at times, we are all aware of the work that needs to be done. We're just running from it because we're unwilling to do the work. And so I hope that all came through, but that'll transition us directly into today's topic because since it seems like I'm feeling a little ranty today, or maybe it's a cold brew, I will uh, talk about the next step, which is a sister topic of the last week's. So hopefully you guys enjoy. Some of you that know me on a, on a personal basis know a little bit or more than a little bit about my upbringing. You know, I grew up um, in a, what I would consider a normal family, right? Uh, mom, dad, stepdad. That's important only for other podcasts uh, that we will eventually get to. And one of the things that you might know about me is that you know, having Hispanic parents, for those of you who don't know, um, there's a little bit of, of fieriness that goes along with that. Um, it's just part of the culture, right? But one thing that I really noticed early on was because there, were, there was a lot of arguments and a lot of fights. And because of that, um, I, at a young age, started just observing people very closely. And what eventually came of that was the idea, you can say something, it doesn't mean that's actually what you're doing or what you're going to do. Talk is cheap is the, the, the euphemism for that, right? People often can sit there and say something and never really follow through with it. They can sit there and tell you, I'm going to be there for you if you ever need me. And then you call them for something. Ah, I can't make it. Or, hey, I'm going to do it. I can't do it. If you know anything about me, you might know that I've considered myself a person of, of high morals. I have a lot of deep-rooted kind of concepts of honor. And, and a lot of that is tied to your ability 
well, tied to my past, of course, nobody's denying that, but also die, tied to the idea that ultimately you are your actions, not just your words. And people want to want to make that real messy in today's day and age. Messy because it's easy to be messy. Messy when it's because it's, things are easier than they've ever been ever in the history of first world countries. It's so easy to sit there and say things but not act upon them because, you know, you know the kind of society we're in now. And it's easy to do that because everybody feels a certain thing. Any of those of you that know me on like a regular basis or personal basis, like know that I've got a lot of pet peeves. And one of which is, is when people don't follow through on their word. If you tell me you're going to see me at 530, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that you might not see me at 530 because something's come up. But be a person of your worth and let me know that you're going to be late. I had many discussions with some of you about this. It's not okay for you to not let me know in a day and stage when it's technologies available to you everywhere. And that all comes down to being a person of your word. Having the honor and having the personal responsibility built into you knowing that those things are a big deal, especially when you leverage them on the concepts of trust. If this is your mom, if this is your sister, if this is your wife, or plug in whoever you want. Because Once again, remember, I'm talking from a male standpoint. Do you think that you would answer to them differently? Or do you think that that is a different level of, of responsibility, a different level of respect that you should have, and so then therefore you 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 would have given them a warning call, right? I don't know if that's the same. It's not the same. It's not, it's not any different. You should definitely still have the same respect and honor for anybody that you interact with just out of respect for the human, another human life and for that person's time because the world doesn't revolve around one person as far as I know. And so ultimately, you have to give them the respect as they give it to you. What am I saying here? It seems like I'm going on a rant. I'm not trying to go on a rant. My point to this is saying, last week we talked about work. right? We talked about avoiding the things that you should be doing for yourself. And I'll be honest with you guys. In some respects, these podcasts are sometimes for me as much as they are for you and don't get it twisted sometimes i come onto these podcasts and i i talk to you guys in a certain way that some of you might feel is a little aggressive not to me but maybe to you i'm not going to change anything i'll tell you straight up i'm not but my point to saying that is if you think i speak to you aggressively first of all Toughen up, buttercup, because the world's way harder than this, and it gets harder from here. Secondly, I speak to myself far harsher than I've ever spoken to any of you that know me on a personal basis. I am incredibly hypercritical of myself and hypercritical of, of what my actions are and how I should have proceeded in certain, certain ordeals. This is no different with my projects. Ask me about my project that, like, is my most flawless, greatest project ever. I'll tell you which ones I liked. I'll tell you which ones I enjoyed. 
I don't necessarily sit here and have like a like an Uber like yeah, whoa, I did such a great job. Anybody that knows that about knows me knows that I suck at that stuff. I suck with compliments. I suck with all that stuff because I'm more comfortable in the eh. You could have done it better than I ever am in the I did a great job. So where am I going with all this? Where I'm going with all this is ultimately saying this, and and I think Jocko says this says this the best and I it really resonated with me when I first heard him say this years ago you as a person need to take ownership of your decisions and your actions because the work is important but a lot of times especially for us we don't start the work until we've taken ownership of whatever it is that's stopping you from doing these. I started this podcast by talking about my, my parents, and that's not some weird venting thing like on social media where you post a thing about a quote about something <laughs> that's affecting you. <laughs> no, I posted that because when I was a very young man and I started watching people, I started really seeing that a lot of these fights that they were having and that people have in relationships are avoidable are avoidable if you could be honest with each other, if you guys can talk about things, if you can be vulnerable with each other. And the part that fascinates me the most about marriage and dating and stuff is that you're essentially going out there trying to find somebody to spend the rest of your life with. And then at some point, you lose that vulnerability because of whatever happened between the two of you. I find that so fascinating because it's so toxic to sit there and lose trust in the person you've chosen to move the rest of your life with, right? And I get it, things happen. But my point to all this is saying that if my parents would have would have been far more introspective, they would have worked on themselves more, they would have sat there and really looked at their decisions and been honest with each other and been more vulnerable with each other, then maybe, just maybe, a lot of those there, I'm not even going to say that, I'm going to say for sure a lot of those things wouldn't have ended the way they ended. The, the, the arguments wouldn't have ever happened. They would have been in a far better situation. And that all goes back to ownership. Because people make mistakes for a lot of different reasons. People are prideful. People are wrong. People are just impulsive in their emotions. Um, whatever it is. But ultimately, if you made the mistake goes back to the honor and being honest. You need to own up to your shit. And you need to be able to apologize and make amends because whatever the altercation is, whatever the thing is, let's say you're, let's say you're having a, a fight with your partner, right? Let's, let's give you an example to make it easier. If you were the wrong person in that argument, after you've had your epiphany about the situation. If you don't sit there and apologize to your partner and truly f- make amends for what happened, this is just something that your partner on the other end puts in a little box in the back of their brain. And depending on how often these things happen, that box gets heavier and bigger as the relationship goes on. And as that happens, that box takes up such a big spot in the back of your brain and it weights it down like a black, like a black hole that eventually it becomes the defining thing in your relationship. And that's when trust 
and a lack of, of understanding and empathy comes in. And then things get real toxic. And for those of you that have kids, you know what that could potentially mean. We've all seen these kids that do really questionable things. Why? Because their household wasn't great. We've all seen movies where you've seen this translated and you've all seen things where these kids are just not happy, great kids and they make bad decisions or questionable decisions, whether it's it's kids, boys going as extreme as shooting up a school or women that get into weird, questionable, you know, sex work or pornography or whatever. You know, as a parent, I don't think you want any of those things for your kid. And I think eventually we'll touch on the on the on the situation of sex work because i think that's an important one because today's society is very interesting in that sense but not on this podcast back to topic ultimately it's all ownership and as i was alluding to earlier i don't remember the exact quote from jocko but he he loves the concept of extreme ownership and i do too i that resonated with me tremendously when i heard him talk about it because he's essentially just saying like own up to everything. And even when you fucked up and even if it went good or bad, you own it. You own it. Because when things go good, people are really willing to say, look how great I did. Look how great that job went. Look how fucking awesome I am. Look at how big and cool I am now. Everybody's willing to do that. That's the ego feeding itself like a little gluttonous little demon. But nobody's willing to say, I fucked up. I did bad. I cost lives, I've ruined lives, I destroyed people, I've scarred people, I've damaged relationships. Nobody wants to say these things because they're taboo or because they don't make you feel great. And the fact that they don't make you feel great should be an indication of how you feel about how your values clash with your actions. See, that's the thing, that's one of my keys for, for my moral compass and what I consider having honor and being a person of your worth, worth is I open up my little brain to the, the feelings that things make me feel when I do them or say them. And if I don't feel particularly great about them, I likely did something that I shouldn't have done. That's just kind of the way it works. So then it's easier for me to, you know, make apologies or whatever. But my point to this, going back to the ownership, is that you as a person need to take ownership for your decisions. And only after that, you can start putting in the work to dig yourself out of the hole. Ownership applies to everything. Some of us need to lose some weight, right? You're getting a little heavy. Maybe you're starting to see that you need to buy clothes to make them work for you because you no longer fit in your old clothes. Some of us need to do things, lose weight because we have medications that we need to work on. Maybe you have some of those things to worry about. Maybe, maybe your focus is, maybe you, the, the thing you're avoiding is you needing to get a better job because this inflation is ridiculous. I just spend far more money on groceries than I ever have. Maybe you need to look into a better career choice. Maybe... You need to make amends with a sister or brother that you haven't talked to in forever or ones that you haven't let go of things on. Maybe you have a partner that you need to make amends with. Maybe you need to make healthier choices. Maybe you need to not drink as much. Maybe not do as much drugs. Whatever it is, 
whatever your your thing is, and oftentimes these these are vices, right? But not always. Whatever your thing is, you need to take ownership of it. You need to realize that, it, let's say, for example, your thing is is weight. You need to take ownership of the fact that you are responsible for your decisions and where you are in your weight. And then you can start moving forward and realize that it took you X amount of time to get there. It's probably going to take you that X amount of time to bring it back. But take ownership and move from there. If, let's say, you're a habitual drinker and you're like, I don't drink too much. Really? Okay. Okay. Do you drink more than blankety-blank person? Do you drink more than what your doctor tells you you should be drinking? Do you use your drinking as an excuse to, to kind of live life? Whether it's drinking drugs, plug, plug in whatever vice you want. You know, say cocaine, you want to go there? I'll do there. Are you using cocaine just to be able to kind of feel life? Are you using cocaine in order for you to try to feel better about your situation? Or maybe you have depression? These are all questions you need to answer. And these are all things that only come from when you're in the ownership area. You need to own your actions. It's only during that ownership phase that you really start progressing somewhere else. Because I've had conversations with people that have really just gotten under my skin. I will, this was when I was a, a more fiery young man. I remember having a conversation with somebody. I won't say who, because I don't know if they listen. But I remember having a conversation with somebody, and they, were, they told me, hey, did you know they put sugar in blankety-blank? I don't want to be too specific. And I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I knew that. I mean, they do that with a lot of stuff, right? There's sugar in a lot of stuff. And this person responded with, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. No wonder I can't lose weight. No wonder I have all these health issues. I wonder what else is in my food that's making me take all of this medication. I wonder what else that I'm consuming is making me do this or do that. This is no different than why can't I get ahead in my job? Nobody wants to pay me more. Well, it's likely if you're working a job where you serve fast food, you are only capped at a certain amount. You're not going to make seven figures at a McDonald's. Can we take ownership of that? Can we be honest with each other? Can we have these honest conversations about what's going on? And just like that example I gave you initially, your choices are your choices. And first and foremost, take ownership that you decided to consume something not knowing what it is. We all do that. And we all have to take ownership for that. You think, some of you know, I, am, I frequent the Chipotle. Do you guys know that I, I can consume it and I'm okay with consuming it and I choose that primarily because it's easier to figure out what's in it. But do you think I know what's in the seasoning that goes into the meat? Do you think I know what, how much sodium or whatever they use in all this stuff? No, I don't. I haven't done the research. And I am willing to accept the ownership of that thing. But there's a reason why I don't indulge in the crazy stuff constantly and then just do a couple healthy meals. I go to Chipotle because it's fairly basic and I can kind of understand what's in it and I have a concept of it. But if I had issues because of it, I should have no other option than to take ownership of my decisions. And don't blame everybody else for the, the things that you have to deal with now.
this example I gave you of this person that talked about the sugar in the food, right? It turned into like a whole thing. It turned into a whole like, oh my God, what else am I consuming? Like what else is, is going on that I don't know about? It was never like a, damn, I should have done the research. Damn, maybe it's not the food. Maybe it's my lifestyle. Damn, maybe I should start working out. Damn, maybe I should be focusing more on this stuff if I have these issues, right? There's no ownership there. That is something that they just hail Mary to the next player, and they're like, hey, <laughs> you got the ball now. You did it, bro. Not me. No, 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 no. You threw the ball to that person. You had the ball initially, and you have to take ownership of that. You can't blame your whole life worth of mistakes or errors or, or lack of action on everybody else because this is your life. That is a real freaking example of a real situation that happened to me. And if you're listening to this, I apologize, but it was very valuable to me in that moment. Ownership is the first steps to work. But you have to be honest with yourself to a degree that I don't think people are comfortable and ready for. Ownership is a motherfucker. And ownership will sober you. Because it is only in those situations that you start realizing and feeling the reality of the situation. Feeling that you made the mistakes. And this is why people avoid it. And this is also why people self-medicate. Ownership is sobering, 100%, just like perspective. And in a time when we choose to self-medicate with drugs, with attention grabbers like social media or, or movies or constant influx of streaming services, we all need a little bit more sobering situations. You see... I believe that it is only in these sobering situations that you really get to know yourself, right? There's a reason why people love hiking in the middle of nowhere with nobody around, with literally the dangers of nature at your beck, beck and call at any moment, at your back door, I guess is a better analogy. You know, there's a reason why people love that because it's sobering. It's sobering to get out, to be in the quiet, to get back into your own head, in a healthy way, combined with exercise, combined with being able to step away from everything that you are responsible for. Or my, my, my day-to-day sobering thing, for me, my honesty, my, my thing that keeps me grounded a lot of times, is exercise. Some of you that follow me on social media and you know, are part of my close group of friends, I guess is not a lot of you. <laughs> you guys know that I make it a point to try to work out as much as possible. Why? Because I got a lot of monkey DNA in me. All right. I got a lot of dumb, dumb monkey shit in me. There's, there's no denying that. I'm not going to sit here. I never want you to feel like in this podcast that I'm sitting here being like higher power guy or, or personal development coach. I'm not that guy. I'm a guy that's telling you my perspective on life. And some of you find that useful. Some of you might not. I don't know. But I'm giving you my perspective on life. And these are things for you to chew on and think about on your own and make your own decisions or maybe come at me with what you think is true. 
in your perspective on life. But I'm not I'm here I'm not here to coach you, but I'm going to tell you I got some monkey shit in me too. I'm a normal person just like you. And for me, a lot of times the sobering aspect of life is being able to get in there and work Get a hard workout in where you're drenched in sweat, where you're not breathing as, as you normally would, when you're having a hard time catching your breath. Those are sobering moments. This is what a lot of jujitsu was for me. And, and what I really enjoyed about jujitsu is some of those moments. Because everybody, especially males, think of themselves as these badasses. I did, especially as a young man. I thought myself some badass shit. You know what I mean? Back when I was a young man, I was pulling four plates easily. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. Yeah, who's who's better than me, right? Yeah, well, remember first time going to jiu-jitsu, I was like, all right, this is some this is some real real shit. Males I feel like need that, especially if you got a lot of monkey DNA in you, you need some of that. You need some balancing in life. And and that then you can get to ownership. But it's hard, right? You you need to be a little humbled to get to ownership, to get to the work. And that's hard. And that's why life is hard, because we have all this other extra shit that we're trying to do at the same time, whether it's your career, whether it's children, whether it's your day-to-day stuff of cleaning and and laundry and whatever, groceries. We have all this day-to-day stuff, and we still got to try to fit in this other stuff. But it's so much easier just to self-medicate with the social media, so much easier to self-medicate with drugs and alcohol, so much easier. So that's what people do. As a person, at least as a person speaking of how I would live my life and how I am, it'd be hard for me to sit on my deathbed and and be okay with my decisions. And I'll tell you what, I made so much, I'm so much happier and I've made myself so much happier with the concepts of ownership and owning shit and doing shit than I ever was when I was a young man angry and, and trying to figure out my shit. And so I'll leave you with this. My philosophy on life is that you ultimately never find the type of happiness you're looking for until you've made the hero's journey path, as we talked about probably in the intro. And that only happens after you've put in some work. And that only happens after ownership. And that sometimes often only happens after some humbling, right? Whether that's your health scares, whether that's your risk of losing your wife, whether that's the risk of, you know, no longer being able to do what you can do on a normal basis because you're just out of shape, obese, whatever the factor is for you. That's your humbling moment. Now it's time for some ownership. And this is no different than the stages of grief. You need to go through some ownership and you need to take responsibility. And whether that's good or bad, I think you should do both. There's nothing wrong with celebrating. I'm so talking hypocritically. There's nothing wrong with celebrating your successes. I think people should do it. What a hypocrite. But I think also you need to take ownership of your mistakes. And we all have them. Nobody goes through this life unscathed. Nobody goes through this life without hurting other people. So don't feel jealous or bad or jealous. Don't feel bad about that. It happens. That's human nature. It's, a, it's what happens when you mix a ball of emotions with development, with life. It happens. But it doesn't mean that you just let it go and walk away and pretend like it didn't happen. Take ownership of your life. Take a grip of your life. And like I quote I heard earlier this week, you have to start pretending like you're 
the hero in your movie and start making the decisions that you would have wanted to make in that hero's journey. Start moving towards that place you want to be in. And, and it makes you far more successful to do that when you take ownership. Start making that hero's journey. Start moving forward and start putting in the work. Ownership is hard. It will always be hard. It is often a cold bath that you're just plunging yourself into. Ownership will always be difficult. That's the ego's way of just getting a slap in the face. It will always be hard. The beauty in it is that we live in a society where you could spend the time doing it and you could work on yourself. But in order for you to have a fulfilled, happy life, start taking ownership of your decisions. Start looking at what you're doing and taking ownership for what you're doing versus what other people are doing for you or to you. Because it's not everybody else's problem that you have avoidable health conditions. You just made bad choices. And it's time to own that so you can start taking steps forward on your journey. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I'll see you guys next week.